0: So, we are going to continue with texts from St. Theodoros, Theodoros, and we continue with text 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. He who has completely uprooted self-love from his heart will, with God's help, easily conquer all the other passions. For a man dominated by self-love is under the power of other passions as well, since from its <clears throat> since from it arise anger, irritation, rancor, love of pleasure, licentiousness. <coughs> By self-love we mean an impassioned disposition towards and love for the body and the fulfillment of carnal desires.
0: Yeah, so if you remember, well, we were just talking, we started like a year and a half years ago, so it is like, we were talking approximately one year ago So one of these first texts, he was talking about three main passions, among these eight, the three are like leaders that are open doors for the others. And uh, those three are love towards like, sense, pleasure of our senses, love towards riches, um, property and money. And third love was a vainglory. Glory of this world of others. So those are three main like these leaders. If they are present, they're opening door for other passions. But now what he's saying is he that what they have together, those three, is self love. It is something what connects them. It is like this self-love is when we not I would say not egoism. It is just this desire to satisfy uh, all these desires of our being, a body, this corrupted being, I would say, and uh, and. Uh, This is very important that he reminds us again, and and he says, if we conquer this self-love, so then, with God's help, it will be very easy to conquer other passions, other. And in this text, there is like this very important spiritual law for us to understand and to remember that because many times we uh, make huge effort to to fight against some kind of um, uh, sins, passions, habits, um, which are different from this, and and we are we are we don't have success. We, we we are almost unable to do this. And the and the reason is that and, and that like, like result is that we are coming from confession again, again, again and we are talking about the same sins. And it's and we are losing like hope that okay, I cannot be free from that. It's our uh, repeats, repeats, repeats. And it is like when we go to garden and we just cut the weed just up what is green and leave the roots. So after a few days, again, this weed is there. So we, we, we know that we have to take root out. if We want to have this clean garden. And self-love is this root. If this is still there, so these leaves and branches or whatever it is, it will come very fast back. It will, it will make effort. So what he's teaching us that that we, we should always, when we are like uh, testing our conscience and we have our list of sins, then we have to look very closely and to dig deep deeper. And to ask what what those things have together, why they are here, and to really search if it is not present in the back, uh, this self-love, because it uh, um, it is it is like. We, we still can we can through our intellect we c- can understand that okay, this is sin but self-love causes that we love the sin we know that it's a fight against but somewhere in the back deep in heart we, we like that we like these pleasures we like this satisfaction and uh, if this is present so it means that This self-love inside, which somehow long, uh, somehow longs for uh, these desires, is causing that we we are not firm and we return almost immediately to to those things which fulfills our these desires. Okay, it's good. uh, Thing is, this picture is that if. there is a pipe in the house, which is broken, <clears throat> and it causes flood in the, in the house. There's a lot of water. Water is going through this cracking pipe. And it doesn't make sense to, like, to try to make rooms dry, to collect water and to make it dry, because water is still coming. The first thing is that we have to close the water. Uh, fix the crack in the pipe and then we can really um, uh, clean uh, the house or fix the damage and to get rooms dry again and self-love is if self-love is behind all those like three big passions which are leaders if we fix self-love if we remove that, we take away this energy for these three passions. Does it make sense? All right. Let's continue.
1: Whatever a man loves, he desires at all costs to be near to continuously and in, uh, uninterruptedly and he turns himself away from everything that hinders him from being in contact and dwelling with the object of his love. It is clear, therefore, that he who loves God also desires always to be with him and to converse with him. This comes to pass in us through pure prayer. Accordingly, let us apply ourselves to prayer with all our power, for it enables us to become akin to God. Such a man who he, such a man was he who said, O God, my God, I cry to thee at dawn. My soul has thirsted for thee. For the man who cries to God at dawn has withdrawn his intellect from every vice and clearly is wounded by divine love.
0: If you read this, this verse from the psalm he wrote here honestly do we have this can we say this that that we are drawn to God so intensely that we this is our desire to 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 be with him from morning to evening all day you know it is that that desire in us which call, forces us to to talk to him, to pray all day and to use all moments. you know. When we read this, these verses, I, I think that we are a little bit immune because we read the, or we read these verses or uh, words of saints, uh, so often that we say, well, this is some kind of a phrase or something, or we feel that we are so separated from this world of these people, that they are like special category, that we are really not there. But the problem is that that we should be like exactly. Our being as Christian should be this way that we are so filled with this desire for God that that really it is annoying for us to do something different. You know, like, this is why these Holy Fathers, they say that they, or they, they if they were talking about work and normal work we have to do, they, when they were talking about work, uh, so they meant work on our salvation. This work, as we think, it was something like necessary for them to survive. You know that it is like, okay, I have to work to survive in this world, in this exile. And it was something like, okay, annoying. Because they wanted to be with the Lord, but this is necessity we have to do. And how how our understanding was shifted, you know, now our jobs are the most important thing, almost, or one of these most important. And how many times we say, well, I couldn't pray because I was working, I had to go to work, I, I couldn't do this, this, this because of my job. You know, it, it happens mm-hmm. now. And so we easily put uh, this work which should be annoying and necessity in the first place, and we replace this real work which work on our salvation. And uh, the reason why we are doing that many times is that uh, we didn't come to um, experience <coughs> of, of that prayer of this pure prayer uh, and there's another like uh, a spiritual law we have to know and to realize that one of the saints he said that I, I, I think it was Amphilion if I remember well is that soul doesn't want easily what you cannot see. So it means that we can, we can have uh, these words of description of pure prayer, pure life, pure heart, but it doesn't mean, when they are talking about, the saints talk, when they are talking about that we, our soul, has desired for that. No. soul resists If soul, I mean now this level, uh, middle level soul. If if uh, doesn't, if you don't have experience, soul doesn't have experience something. There is no desire for that. Okay, and uh, this is why, uh, what we are doing, we are using these tools of our religious life: our fasting, prayer. Reading from from uh, our prayer books and all other b- uh, tools, and and they say that in the beginning we have to force ourselves to to follow that, and then uh, when we are when we are uh, persistent, God will give us this gift. For example, like Saint of the Reclus, he says, when <coughs> he gives like advice about those who are not able to allow enemy. He said, "You just force yourself to keep commandment." And he says, "Don't. You, it is not about emotion. It is about your willingness to keep commandment." And and you you many people they they are so um, uh, confused or, or uh, what's the right word for that? It's um, they are not uh, they are disturbed that well I try to love my enemy but well they don't feel inside that they love. And when I ask or ask that, do you pray for that person? Yeah, I, during each liturgy, and not only that, always I pray for a person. Do you want some kind of to do uh, to repay the person in the same way? No, no, no. I want p- um, the person to repent and to and and I really wish the best. And. If that person is in need, would you help that person? Sure, but still I don't allow. And and we are confused because we are searching there this false allow, this feeling, you know, and if, it, if this is missing, we think that we don't allow. But allow, it means to keep commandments. So if I keep commandments, all commandments toward the person, so I mean that I am trying to love him, and I, I am on this journey. Uh, and and it's not easy, I have to force myself. And Theofan, the recluse, he says, if I am doing that, in one moment, God gives me this gift of this love. Because it is he who gives this gift. And then when I taste sweetness of this love, I will see how how this love I was longing for, this emotional, love, how dirty it is, and false. And I think that this is good, good explanation. That at first we have to really force ourselves. We know commandments. We should know all commandments. It should be something that it is like in our. DNA. We have to study all time to go deeper and deeper to them. And it doesn't mean he uh, Christ doesn't say that. Well, it will be we will feel pleasure. No, what he says that real love hurts. He said if you try to love, it means if you try to follow my commandments. You will be following me, and we follow Christ with cross on our shoulders, His pain. But his journey towards Golgotha was not nothing else an expression of love. How different this love is, for what we understand. And these are connected together because he gives us in this somehow hint how to. How to remove this vainglory, this self-love from our heart. Because when I try to really give commandments, it's painful. It's painful and I have to really conquer this self-love, sacrifice this self-love if I want to follow that. But what he said, like on the cross, he said that well if we keep these commandments, there will be a moment when Christ gives us the moment when we taste a little bit of that true love. And I think that this is coming into, uh, this is common experience that all those who uh in faith followed like commandments, they came to this moment when they receive this gift from God. In some moment they taste it something what you cannot describe, but you know for sure you don't want to go back. And this experience is this experience is something what what helps us to grow. It support it gives support. Um, I heard testimony uh, w- one man said that uh, he was like giving like some kind of reflection. He said that ten years ago he thought that how pious he is, how good personal he is, and uh, he said, well, he was like somehow like even like proud of him, so that. He thought that he's, He said that I thought that I am giving good example. But when I to, when today I look back, who I was at the time, I am ashamed. And I don't. I would not want to go back. For sure, because he was trying to grow and working on his salvation and. And uh, so slowly, maybe he didn't have some kind of intensive moment of of this sweetness that Thiophan was talking about. But but when he looked back, he tasted something was was born in him, was given to him. Something pleasant he didn't want to lose, and he would not return back do old ways. Even those old ways for him at the time was like perfect way to live Christian life. What <coughs> well, I'm trying to say that we should have this courage and to have, keep in mind that many times this difficulty um, we have when we keep commandments when we try to force ourselves to pray And it seems to us that it's not working. That we are so far from those saints who are saying these wonderful words uh, about prayer, about this relationship with God, intimacy. But if we are persistent, in some way we come to the point when we realize that our soul tasted something and we don't want to lose that. St. Paisio uh, from Anatos. he's he's famous for many of his words, he said. He was like really really known by uh, good examples. And one of them is, I like very much, that he he said that if young people would taste for a short moment sweetness of Holy Spirit, we would need cranes to get them out from the church. And, and this is something that is true. When soul tastes something better, doesn't want to go back. But until soul doesn't taste that, we have to force her because soul doesn't want to go the direction which the commandments are showing to us. That makes sense.
2: So the question I have, I guess, is how do we go from you know, in the liturgy we pray that we don't focus on our earthly needs, that we set them aside. How do we take that prayer? Into like this aspect of like working on our salvation. Well, and maybe that's a weird question. It's just something that came to my mind as
0: uh, I read this. I admit that really I didn't get uh, what you what is your what you are asking. That how we keep this prayer alive in us, or
2: yeah. In a way, because we're during the litur- liturgy, we pray that we'll set aside all our earthly cares as we're praying, and that if our work really is our salvation, how do we balance the fact that we do have these like, I gotta pay the bills, you know, my children need picked up from school, or all those other
0: worries? How do we? Well, uh, look, e, this is uh, why we have, like for this great fast, usually we, we have a practice to pray some psalms or whatever. This year I, I asked or I gave this challenge to myself and to, uh, I, I offer to parish that let's try to simplify our life. You know, make it simpler. And uh, because what you are, you are saying, that those are good questions, and those are our responsibilities, to pay bills, to take care of more things. Uh, so we have to do, to to have a different approach to those things, to become like, uh, maybe they are not number one, but number two, doesn't come... Uh, naturally, it's you know, if you are not practicing that, I would say this, this request in, in during the holy liturgy to to put aside all the rest curse is impossible. To do it during the liturgy if you are not doing it outside of liturgy, mm-hmm. you know, if you are not try- trying to really detach yourself from many things which are not useful for you, so then you will not have any power, any strength, and nothing to to uh, follow this request, liturgical request in prayer. And this is this is why you know very wise are those who come very early for the liturgy to pray. Know, because in this prayer, well, mm-hmm. if, if you are praying, and you realize what is about to happen, that Divine mm-hmm. Liturgy. And uh, you try to reflect on your life through this prayer and uh, to point to those things which. Because usually, when you come early and you sit down and start to pray, suddenly all these kind of thoughts start to come and you realize. You can point all these distractions. You know that okay that okay I am here to pray to God that God is here in Eucharist. I am thinking about like stupid grocery shopping, you know what I'm supposed to buy tomorrow or what I'm going to have for lunch or for supper and how <coughs> I arrange afternoon. All kinds of this, uh, many others, you know, I just named a few, started to come. And and then you realize that, okay, those are things I'm attached to. Mm. They help. They so st- you start with that, uh, with this really compact, uh, pain in the heart, and you ask, help me, help me, and, and, and this is my priority, and I really want to have this priority. <coughs> but uh, one thing is again what I s- s- said about the soul: the soul doesn't want easily, or soul doesn't know. The same thing is that many times we we live our life and we hear these words that well we should be we should live simply a life we to de- to detach ourselves but we don't see what should go out from my life everything's important mm-hmm. you know and 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 it's difficult but once you force yourself in one even the smaller thing and you make this detachment you get, you you give up on the thing suddenly your soul st- will taste something and your desire for more detachment will come. But until you don't make, until you don't offer your soul to have this experience through forcing, uh, so then it will be very difficult. You will not see. And then many things will become like clearer. We want we want to have good prayer, concentrated prayer. But well, we we ignore all these many rules. We want to keep world and, and be in the world as we are used to. We don't want to give give up on anything. What is what what we can say that is, we can put name to this? This love towards world, towards our glory. Towards like our property, riches, people. We all, we want to keep all those things in place, but we want this intimacy with God. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. So so we we can have this longing, but until we don't make it's like, you know, you have to empty glass if you glass from water if you want to pour good wine there. You know, otherwise there's no room for wine. So we have to start really with something. And I think that this 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 trying to simplify our life to make these steps it really opens door that to deeper understanding or easier understanding is some kind of like it brings like light that we start to understand what is important, what is not important.
1: Okay. Can I make a comment? Yes. Yeah, what I was gonna say is (coughs) I think from what everything that we've been reading, the thing that has helped me a lot, talking about simplifying, is that the more that you focus on the fact that you may not be here tomorrow, then you realize all those things aren't that important.
0: Sure. Sure, and I and I think that it 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 clarifies like. Um, Life a little bit, mm-hmm. and and but well, I, the problem is that uh, uh, because we are in the world and we have vocation to be in the world, it's very tough for us to find this good balance, and and for sure we will make a lot of mistakes. We might go to one extreme to another extreme, and, but we should not stop to search this correct simplicity, uh, which would be not creating, our, which would make us able to follow Christ and to put our salvation ahead without neglecting responsibilities we have. And if we. Were, if we are doing that, so then we will experience this uh, powerful God's providence that how He takes care of those who follow this path. And we experience once, twice, and then, then, then this desire to keep this way is here. And remembrance of this is perfect. A way how to really uh, make judgment over our desires, over our needs, you know, it, it gives the sharpness and so we can easily recognize and then eliminate those things we are not really important.
1: We have been taught that dispassion is born from self-control and humility, while spiritual knowledge is born from faith. Through these, the soul makes progress in discrimination and love. And once she has embraced divine love, she never ceases to rise towards its height on the wings of pure prayer, until she comes to the knowledge of the Son of God, as St. Paul says, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ.
0: Yeah. Well, we were actually touched a little bit from that things, you know, that um, if we are trying to keep commandments to, and, and we want to have this, this to reach this, this passion, uh, to have this humility and uh, self-control, um, so we are growing through this, but still we will be experiencing that that uh, that more we are um, getting this this knowledge of our soul, knowledge of passions which are there. The the more we see that we depend on Christ, that we need help from outside, because we see how weak we are, and uh, he says that this is the this is the uh, moment when uh, we we are ready to receive this God's love. This gift, which gives like wings to soul it, and 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 to grow very fast, it is it is uh, really like we are trying, trying, and through this trying and forcing ourselves, we are forming ourselves, we are forming our heart. But we, I've, to say it in a very in a simple way. We come to a point when we we will we, we all our abilities are used. And there is a point when we stand from God aware of our weakness, aware of lack of strength, that we are aware that we are poor because we can't do this. And in this in this moment, usually, God comes with His grace, because we came to the end. It is uh, like okay, you cannot learn more, and you cannot form yourself more. If you came to this conclusion, to this to this state, when you somehow give it up in front of God, and you really, with this, in some kind. of in, in some kind of fullness way you understand that I I depend on his grace. This grace is coming. And and it is like a huge boost to our soul. And souls, it's like jump up. Those are things I, I don't want to deeper because even saints are not able to de- explain it. Um, very well. This is like uh, they say like about Isaac Syrian, Ephraim the Syrian, that they were like poets. They 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 wrote like poems because they were not able to explain things. You know so they they use this form to to somehow to point at something they couldn't describe in perfectness.
1: Okay. Let's go. Through active virtue, desire is brought under control, <coughs> and anger is bridled. Through spiritual knowledge and contemplation, the intellect makes its spiritual ascent, and being raised above material things, departs towards God attaining true blessedness
0: yeah so he's talking about this uh, uh, theosis uh, what is like uh, east um, it's it's. so it is, it is like difficult to explain in short terms but I, I like to use this this, uh, probably you heard this several times from me, about that, how to understand this, that it is like if we compare ourselves to, to iron bar, which is dirty and rusty, cold. And what we are starting to do, you know that when we, when we start a spiritual life, it is that, it is like to put this cold rusty, dirty um, bar, iron bar to fire. And in the beginning is that like this rust is burning, this dirt is burning, uh, iron becomes like hot. So this is something what, what uh, I would say, this, this uh, process of purification, when we, through our efforts, we purify try to purify ourselves from passions and it's hard work. But if we persist and so this iron bar becomes we becomes like at first red hat, white hat. Then iron bar becomes a liquid. Iron is melted. And then we continue and Suddenly, there is a fire. We cannot see what is iron. We don't see. We can't distinguish this iron from f- fire anymore. We can't see that. We just see fire. But still, iron stays iron, and fire stays fire. And this deals is this is part how we when when. We say that it is, that we will partake in on God, on God's nature. It is that we will still be we created be, uh, beings, but so united with God, without some kind of changing of what we are, that it's almost difficult to to, to distinguish. And, but this, this, uh, these higher levels, it is this when, when we come to the pure heart and we are taken by grace, by Holy Spirit, and we cooperate with that, so it, it is just non-stop ascending up. I don't want to talk more about this because I have no experience about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was just describing something that But this is the goal. We should keep in mind that, that there is this possibility for us. It is God's plan for us. So, this look on these mystical states should, like, give us this boost and courage to make our little steps these micro-steps towards this state. Okay, let's continue.
1: Our first struggle is this, to reduce the passions and to conquer them entirely. Our second task is to acquire the virtues and not allow our soul to be empty and idle. The third stage of the spiritual journey is watchfully to preserve the fruits of our virtues and our labors for we have been commanded not only to work diligently, but also to pre, <clears throat> excuse me, preserve vigilantly.
0: Well, this is what I like, how these holy fathers, these desert fathers, how they always lead us to understanding that there is a there is set of steps in spiritual life. That we have to start with this purification and to continue, and and uh, this is very important because uh, I don't know how often do you hear about that. That it it seems like okay we are baptized, and uh, I'm talking from my experience. You know when I was growing up you always heard about yes we should be good people to keep commandments everything but it was very rare to hear okay now you have to at first you have to start work on your passions Mm -hmm. and then to work on to make these steps it was like you are baptized you're healed so try to do your best Mm -hmm. you know it is like okay but, but, well, there was no like this instruction that well, you have to start somewhere and not to jump to some somewhere else and 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 because this was like missing some information, I think that many people um, many people got to problems because. Uh, then uh, like some kind of emotion came and this false zeal came and suddenly I think that well they jumped from from that state to some kind of very mystical state there was, I, I remember one case I guess so lucky, I, one priest friend he told me you no, know, we. There were like many communists. Many people couldn't come to church because they would lose the job, so they were trying to travel like to another district, a county, or far for the liturgical Sunday. Not always they were able; they were hiding actually. And but after fall of communism, when we were ordained, so there are a lot of young priests were there and. And suddenly, you had a lot of people who were like on fire, because they were discovering like something what they they couldn't have before, or they tried to want, and um, especially if you, if you were some kind of good preacher, charismatic preacher, somehow, is to so many people you could put on fire easily, easily. Uh, not now. This would be not working now. But at the time, people are so hungry, and that even like the smallest impulse was enough to put somebody on fire. And one uh, priest had one night in in parish that she uh, suddenly started to follow, and and and. She was taken like, about, you uh, know, a month ago, of zeal. And, uh, but it was so uh, big zeal that she was like this, this priest, he said, I was for her like a god, what I said, she was like doing everything. And he said, then I realized, okay, this is not good, because this, she is uh, not wise in this. And but well there was one moment he needed to correct her and not this this too far in one in one thing. But she was under that zeal so much that she turned against him and from follower she became a like persecutor. <coughs> you know. And 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 it does it didn't stop with him. Then she started persecuted, like to, to ignore bishops, whatever. nobody was good. Mm-hmm. only she had this this some kind of understanding, she was chosen one, mm-hmm. you know that she knows all the truths. So mm-hmm. she was deceived uh, and but wow, well, I don't know how this happened. Uh, how, how this finished, but she was really on the wrong way. And the reason is that because we we, nobody was talking about that. Nobody was saying that 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 spiritual life is from small steps. And and it's a big problem because many times when people come, if somebody comes, especially outside our parish, most if they come first time, and uh, you are talking something so they don't understand. I say, I have this problem, and you are, t- you are trying to tell me, to teach me to do this, you know. I say, oh, are you sure? Because if you don't make these first steps, you are not going to fix your problem. So we have to... And St. Isaac is saying, he says that if you make jump, if you try to live or mostly pretend to live that you are higher than you are in spiritual life, you call upon yourself God's wrath. It's really, God will punish you for that. Because, and, and this punishment, is it's, it's real, uh, and uh, and, and, and it is protective because otherwise we can become like toys in hands of demons they will lead us in this false zeal somewhere what uh, is not true what is not right so this is I uh, from this text I think that it should lead us to really to non-stop be students of this teacher's spiritual life, to study how to live a spiritual life, to study spiritual laws with humble heart. And uh, then maybe we are able to make good discernment where we are, when we are able to recognize temptations very quickly and to pay attention to this Maybe know how we should act at a time when something's not clear. You know, it's uh, for me. It's is, it's is like always when I read these things, and it's on daily basis. I'm reading some sort of thing about preparing something. Always I have this feeling in like in heart that why. I didn't have this in my hands when I was seminarian, mm-hmm. you know?
2: Can you repeat that? I missed
0: that. why I didn't know that when I was seminary. why nobody taught us those things. You know, when you learn something new and you go back and you can recall many people I met in my life as a priest who turned to me and. This would help them, and I was not able to give them this correct thing. I'm sure that God fulfilled what was missing, but it was not with intention, because we didn't have access to this stuff. But uh, still, I think that that uh, uh, like Father David, he, he usually says that uh, he would like uh, if he has power, he would um, remove many subjects from mm-hmm. seminary. <laughs> <laughs> and need philosophy. And, and, uh, and to, to replace with about. studying these things. Because, he said, then you go to parish and you suddenly people with some kind of really spiritual like, fight comes and, and you don't know how to help you don't know this art of spiritual life. So so I think that this is good to like some kind of, uh, it, it pushes us towards. Okay, we have only three, so next week we will finish St. Saint, Saint Theodorus.
1: Ten bucks as we go another week. <laughs> no, no, that's we no, no,
0: I was planning to finish it to the Pasca.
2: <laughs> and
0: it works.